0: Downloads of this show are available on podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app.
1: Come in. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's coming. It. You have a nasty habit of surviving. Well, you know what they say about the fittest?
2: Sounding great. We're sounding great. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, your host, Colby Smith. This is the only show where you, the listener, are guaranteed to be cooler than the host. That's right. Our number, 904-351-0729. That's nine oh four three five one O seven two nine if you want to call in, and I certainly suggest you do so. Young Persons Radio will be here until eleven AM. So call in. Sound off. Uh, do whatever, do whatever you got to do. Young Persons Radio is the first live talk show of our Sunday long marathon of talk shows here this Sunday and every Sunday on Radio Free Brooklyn. Despite rumors to the contrary, we will be followed once again by points of order today. Uh, for uh, I may, I don't know what's going on with them. Yesterday they put up a very cryptic. Uh, yesterday, last week they put up a very cryptic Facebook post about how last week was their last show, and then this morning I got tagged in a post that said points of order will return to Radio Free Brooklyn this Sunday at 11. So who knows? The point is, they might not be around forever, so listen to them while you can. So stick around. They'll be on at 11 uh, right after me. And speaking of the station, we have a whole new season of shows starting tomorrow. uh, Radio Free Brooklyn season six, which includes 17 new shows, I believe, will be starting tomorrow, and they will be dispersed throughout the week. And you can find out more about that on our website at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. And there's a lot of good stuff coming down the pike, so go ahead and check that out. And there should be a link to new shows on there, so you can check out the new ones and uh, see which ones you like and give them a shot. Uh, So check that out at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. So much to talk about today. So much to talk about. A monumental weekend uh, here in the city. But first, I want to get to my guest. She is... A comedian and writer whose projects to date have included sketch shows at the UCB Theater, short films, online humor magazines, and so much more. And she's currently, along with Jenny Nelson, the host of The Simple Show, every month at the Footlight Bar in Ridgewood. And we are so glad she's here to join us today. Please welcome Katie Ruth
0: Ashcraft. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Hey, Colby.
2: (laughs) Hey, I'm glad you're here.
0: I'm glad I'm here, too. How's
2: everything going?
0: Oh... It's going good. Yeah, um, yeah. It's you know it's got really cold all of a sudden. It has I feel been like really that's cold. sort of been a little bit of an assault, which is a buzzword these days. <laughs> shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't joke about that. Um, but it's been very cold and things have been going okay. I'm like, yeah, mm. can't complain. That's
2: great. <laughs> Well, I, I start. I ended your, your, uh, your introduction there with, uh, the simple show because you guys just celebrated your two year anniversary. Yes. The show at, at the footlight in Ridgewood. You were at, uh, uh, Bushwick public house for a long time. Yes. We were just right across the Ridgewood. street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now you've got this big old room at the footlight and you're there every
0: month. We're there every month. Well, every month approximately. Right. We're actually not doing it this month, but that's because okay. of Thanksgiving and yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we've been doing it every month for about two years now, and it's a cool format of the show. Uh, It's basically we have two comedians come on who do longer sets, about 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes. So, you know, we're only bringing on people we know who can handle the responsibility of that amount of time. And then we have uh, an expert come on, and they're either like an actual expert in something, or they're really passionate about something, or they're a big nerd about something. And then they talk for about 20 minutes about whatever they want to talk about, mm-hmm. which is really cool. We've had a lot of cool people. On. Yeah,
2: and it's it's kind of ranged from uh, like f- fun kind of pop culture topics to more serious like I know you've had like mental health and sexual health people on and uh, yeah, uh, cause ex- related experts too. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And like we've had kind of people things as serious as like how to be an effective bystander if you see someone being harassed on the train, especially if it's like. Um, racially based harassment mm. and uh, how what are effective tactics of de-escalating those situations. And then we've had also just as important topics of like how to buy shrooms on the deep web. <laughs> <laughs> so um, every month you're going to learn something. <laughs> yes. That was fun. That kind of felt like an actual little class because everyone had their computers out. Everyone was on the deep web. Oh, really? No, not everyone had Bitcoin, so they weren't actually buying the shrooms, sure. but they, you know. Got wow. to explore the deep web. Do you have Bitcoin? I don't have Bitcoin.
2: I don't have any Bitcoins.
0: Yeah. Is it a,
2: Bitcoins plural?
0: No, it's like Bitcoin.
2: Uh-huh. It, and then yeah. you
0: have like, oh, okay. um, <laughs> and then you have like, I think uh, a certain amount of Bitcoin. Okay. And it's like, Like because 30 Bitcoin. Kind of. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a total expert, but okay. like basically, um, you like, There's a certain set amount of Bitcoin and then there's these like computers that are trying to mine more Bitcoin Mm because there's like – and then because there's a certain amount that exists out there. Okay. And so you buy like kind of like a stock in Bitcoin in a way and then depending on how much there is, it the value – goes up or down but like i okay i i'm i am afraid we're gonna get a call from someone being like that's (laughs) absolutely not hey if
2: that's the case i want to know about it 904-351-0729 if you want to correct us talking about bitcoin yeah are you do you follow the tech industry much
0: no me neither (laughs) i really don't i don't either i know Um, people
2: who like obsessively read like Wired magazine, for example, yeah. and uh, I'm not
0: a tech person. I'm getting a new phone next week. That's sort hey, of my like, exciting. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind exciting. of how closely I follow it because my headphone jack doesn't work on my phone anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's like the only thing I think that'll lead me to like getting a new phone. Yeah. Like I don't really care about the system update or anything, but I have a hard time listening to music now.
2: Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like I I know people who are like very good at like fixing stuff that goes wrong mm-hmm. with like phones or computers or everything.
0: Well, that was actually, uh, one of our simple show experts that we had oh. this really great guy, um, Jason Keebler, who is, I think the head editor at motherboard at voice advice. At oh, cool. Voice advice. <laughs> um, and he talked about like the right to repair act and a lot of like electronics have, um, like, like iPhone, like a lot of Apple products. Mm-hmm. um, basically in their like when you sign over for their terms and conditions, like they make it really hard to repair their products. That's why like, you always have right. to go to the Apple store. Um, and there's like a right to repair act that they're trying to push. That's basically going to make it a lot easier. So you don't have to buy like these insane parts and there can be more compete like in these replacement parts. Um, and, yeah, because right now they just have, like, a monopoly on that. Uh-huh. And you have to pay so much money. And then it's putting out all of those little fun stores you see that are, like, I Fix It, like, computer. Yeah. Which are, like, good stores, but um, it makes it really hard for them to go up against, like, these big tech places. And then, yeah. like, the, I know there's—he talked really interesting. There's this um, big issue with, like, John Deere tractors because they have a whole thing where, like, it, you have to get it repaired by, like, a special John Deere— you know, technician, mm-hmm. um, and it's so expensive. But it's like very simple little parts, but they just like won't you know let you fix it on your own.
2: Yeah, I mean, like with cars, like there are some things that you have to go back to the dealer for uh, totally. To, um, but I, I don't have a car, so I have yeah. no idea the the <laughs> the specifics on that. I know. I once took my phone to an Apple store because the headphone, my headphones were no longer fitting into the jack. Uh, oh. Like in the in the phone, like they were popping out every oh. time I I tried to put them in, and uh, I thought that maybe something was structurally wrong with the phone, you know, mm-hmm. that had like the the hardware itself had deteriorated, and it turns out uh, lint accumulates in that yes. headphone jack, <laughs> and the lady was like, "Yeah, we," uh, I was like, "What did you do to it? This it works perfectly." She was like, "Um, we took a paper clip." <laughs>
0: <laughs> we
2: dug the lint out, which right. uh, you can do at home now.
0: True. Very <laughs> true. That's the right to repair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
2: right. <laughs> yeah. I followed the tech industry to the extent that I, like, oppose giant tech conglomerates and I'm uh, addicted to any story about why they're bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, but that's I, all. I'm not a big, like, tech person. Me neither. Um, I, what do you call it? I like um I, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this on air, but I am oh, i am we gonna go. well I like I'm in the middle of like a job interview for this place that I'm gonna probably turn down because I don't want it, but nice. it's like to be a a writer for like business news.
2: oh sure. but like
0: funny <laughs> um, and <laughs> okay, but then also, I don't know, so I had to like do a lot of sample writing about like writing about business and I'm just mm-hmm. like Oh, I don't care, like, at all, like, what the NASDAQ is or whatever it's yeah. called. <laughs>
2: like, yeah.
0: Ugh, I don't know. So I kind of think that's sort of, I kind of glommed that and tech on together where I'm just like, yeah, if there's not, like, if I'm not getting, like, actual nouns or, like, you know, people, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm reading about, like, I can't just read about, like, stock, like, um, the idea of it going up and down in, like, a vacuum.
2: <laughs> yeah, I also think that, like, there was a period... Like all, I feel like all through 2015 uh all the business section was like the new thing in VR. And oh, I was like yeah. I could not imagine a less interesting subject well, to me than than virtual reality. Totally.
0: I but um the
2: Oculus Rift.
0: I did the New York Television Festival last year and um there was a whole like thing about VR. Like they were mm. really trying to push VR and it was like all of us were are like Little like homegrown filmmakers, like <laughs> yeah. even the people who aren't like, no one has the money to be making VR web series, right? Like, also like, why would you want that? Like, this is what my whole apartment looks like.
2: Yeah, well, it's <laughs> also the kind of thing where, like, I, I don't know. I imagine a lot of people feel this way, but part of the part of the call to, I like the internal call to make something like a TV project or, or like short film or something is because as a kid you were caught up in the magic of. Like watching a movie or watching tv exactly. and like living in that world and vr we don't have those experiences to draw on yet no. so it's not going to be it's not going to have the same cachet i
0: know. i also feel like vr's been around for a while and it's it's like a cool novelty thing but i just can't imagine it catching on now did you guys ever watch wishbone sure yeah there was that episode where, like, his uh, Wishbone's owner got, like, addicted to VR. <laughs> but that was, like, in 1996. So yeah. it's, like, it, this stuff has been around for a little bit. And, like, right. it's not, you know. No, it's I'm not, not saying it's not. <clears throat> it's here to stay. But, like, it, it's found its niche, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there's always this push to make it better or, like, more mainstream. And it's, like, no.
2: Oh, the whole, the whole like entertainment industry is like pouring money into this thing and it's like i i tried an oculus rift once i got to like put one on and like it's i cool i guess where like you look around and there's like a field and birds but you're still like all of your other senses know that you're still in the room i know you're in
0: i did one of those things where like you put the iphone um there's like those little cardboard boxes yeah and that's i used one of those and it was kind of cool it was like a it was like a haunted house type thing Uh uh-huh and it was cool but like (laughs) I don't know I I mean I guess my whole thing is that it's very cool like visually I can understand how like gaming industry might be really interested in it but in terms of like narrative like filmmaking I don't really understand how something like that is Mm -hmm. gonna give you like I don't I'd be interested to see how that like develops within like more like narrative stuff like that
2: yeah yeah the future remains to be written.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but it is female. Just like <laughs> the future uh, is
2: female and uncertain. <laughs> the and only the, thing certain about as, the future. As my
0: favorite uh, <laughs> Natasha Bedingfield quote, uh, the rest is all unwritten. <laughs> <laughs> so you bring up Natasha Bedingfield. Uh, and you must. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: you uh, must. What we, we're talking this week. And I, I said, I really want to talk about country music with you while yes. you're on.
0: Because
2: you, I mean, let's just kick it off. I know you have a great story What's... about getting to meet Lucinda Williams.
0: Oh, I do. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm going to pimp
2: you into telling it. Right all right.
0: Now. Well, so, yeah, I guess um, if anyone, if, any, if all the listeners out there don't know who Lucinda Williams is, um, she is um, hands down the number one songwriter in folk music living today. I'm sorry, Bob Dylan. Um, No, I think she has got a Nobel Prize. He can hang it up. I'm over it. Um, What do you call it? She's wonderful. Time Magazine named her the best songwriter of all time, and Time Magazine is the only journalism we have left to trust. Um, No, she's an absolute incredible um, songwriter and musician, and she is my all-time favorite. I met her... So I went to a... A show of hers, I guess, like three years ago now, and um, I went by myself. And you know, you gotta love going to a concert by yourself. It's oh, a good I, feeling. I do it all the time. I know. I think it's great. I, lo- I really love it. It's like you don't have to like, because like you never go to a concert with someone who has the exact same enthusiasm as you about the person. So it's either, mm-hmm. like, you're there, like, what is this over? Or, like, you feel bad because you kept being like, no, this is a good song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like It's you a huge like, deal, they're playing this. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And so it's like, you know, you don't have to, like, deal with any of that. Um, but anyways, I went myself. It was, like, absolutely wonderful and beautiful. And it was at Rough Trade in Brooklyn. And then I waited in line for her to sign my CD I got of hers. And, um... I get all the way up there, and I told her, like, the, I like, like this is my hero. Like, I the first song I ever learned all the words to was I think I lost it, um, and off of Happy Women Blues, and I like, <laughs> it, like I was like five or six years old, uh-huh. and um, I told her that, and she just looked at me. She goes, "You really know how to make someone feel old." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I can't believe it. But anyways, recently I wrote an essay about that experience and about, I have like kind of a, not a theory, but like, uh, that album, happy woman blues, um, which is a Smithsonian folkways, uh, CD. And it's so good. And I think it's like a real kind of like runs the, runs the gamut of like what it's like to be like a woman growing up, mm-hmm. um, and kind of coming into your womanhood. And so I wrote an essay about that. And then I wrote an essay about her calling, uh, me calling her saying I called her old, <laughs> um, <laughs> and um then she retweeted it wow <laughs> it was so exciting um it was yeah it was like the best day of my life i, like, I almost like framed it <laughs> maybe i should
2: where had it been uh published
0: on the hairpin oh yeah yeah, yeah.
2: so she would that's like she that's on her radar i guess
0: uh, I think, you know, like, they tagged her in the, yeah, like, sure. I tweeted it at her, but I never yeah. thought, like, and here's the thing, like, did Lucinda Williams read it? Unclear. Did her team read it? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and they
2: know, they know you're a, you're, you're one to be trusted. Exactly. So. This is something that has come up on the show many times, which is, like, it's a phenomenon I'm fascinated by of people who are famous for being a fan of something or someone. Oh, like, the, the story I always tell is, is, like. The, the the Beatles Hulu documentary from last year uh-huh. it was like the touring years right yeah and so I watched that and they have like like Whoopi Goldberg is on it right mm-hmm. and like for no other reason like nobody there's no way anyone on the production team knew Whoopi <laughs> they just like knew that she had like, over the years been an effusive Beatles like outspoken oh, Beatles fan and I feel like that exists like I'm I I'm so fascinated by who they get in these documentaries, like how they know to pick people who are fans of something for these deck documentaries. Like you see it on uh, like the, I love the whatever decade stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, some of that is just like whoever's available, but sometimes they get like a big name. Who's just like, I've seen like 30, see Bruce Springsteen 30 times. No,
0: totally. Like the people who are like just total. Yeah. Like they're total fans of something. Yeah. I I don't get obsessive over things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I wish I would. I think I, like, really sought that when I was younger of, like, becoming, like, an obsessive fan because I felt like it gave you an identity (laughs) in a way. I still think it's cool, but I don't don't totally fall into things. Except, actually, maybe that's not true. I really like Amtrak trains. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. Since you're here, we should
2: absolutely talk about this. Yeah.
0: So recently, so... Well, I should say disclaimer. I like deactivated my Facebook for a little bit, but I will surely be back on because, you know, <laughs> I know because I tried to life. tag
2: you this morning. And, I know. Uh, oh, I'm find sorry. You.
0: Um, and, you know, it's just temporary. Sometimes you need to like pump the brakes uh, on Facebook. Sure. But I was recently added to a Facebook group that I really loved. And when I deactivated recently, I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to go on this Facebook group. Um, and it's called. Um, new urbanist memes for transit oriented teens. (laughs) And I just love it. It's just people talking about how much they love public transportation, which is like my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) Um, And just like how trains are set up. But I really love Amtrak Mm -hmm. and um, I, which isn't public transit, but on the East coast, at least it's a pretty good transit system on the West coast. They don't own their tracks. Um, mm. the like commercial
2: who, who doesn't own the track
0: Amtrak. Itself. And, oh, I see. I see. So but um, they do
2: on the East coast, they do on the East okay. coast.
0: But so on the West coast or anything, I think, you know, like West of them, not Mississippi, but whatever. Um, they have, they always have to wait and they get delayed by like the commercial, um, like shipping cargo stuff. So gotcha. like if there's delays on that and so it's not great, but on the East coast, it's great. And, um, I loved it so much in college. I made my Facebook name, and to this day, you can still search me as Amtrak Princess. Mm-hmm. Yep, because <laughs> I really like it. And then, like May fifth, May 9th, around there is always National Train Day, and they have big oh, wow. celebrations at a bunch of um, like hubs. <laughs> Do
2: they really? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> Do you, <laughs> where does this come? I mean, you said you you in college you made the same. Has it been a lifelong? Well, I've always really
0: liked trains, and yes. then in college, I so I went to um, school outside of Philly, mm-hmm. and like again, like along the Eastern Seaboard. I'm from outside of DC, and um, uh, like my parents decided that when it was like clear I was going to school, um, we would like on the Eastern Seaboard, we would get an Amtrak credit card. And ah. you put your pur- purchases on that, you get free train travel. Yes. Which is such a good deal, you know? That's incredible. Exactly. So we made all our purchases on that. And then I always would take the train home uh, because of that. And it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally great. <laughs>
2: is there, is it like a, there's a a, a romance element of oh, it for of you? Of like, the, it's, it's somewhat antiquated. Uh, it's ama- you of can transportation. see America's
0: back doors yeah. or backyards. I think. Is Joe that a Biden's slogan? I think Joe Biden said that.
2: Okay, okay. Or like,
0: but it's definitely been said. It's like Amtrak takes you through America's backyards. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I uh, I take them pretty frequently. They're um, great. They're so, really good.
0: Yeah, and recently I took a 11 hour Amtrak ride from New York City up to Montreal.
2: Oh, I've done that. It was That's only good.
0: sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. It was nothing, and it was in the old 1955 dome car, which is like, oh wow, pretty much. It's, like, these real extended windows you can almost see above. Like, you're kind of in a glass, like, you're in a glass dome. Yes. And um, it's so gorgeous. And they have these swivel chairs so you can turn and stare right out. And it's, like, you're in a cool ride. And it was, like, going through the Adirondacks and then, like, the Canadian countryside. It was, like, incredible. Yeah, so much of that
2: is just, like, right along Lake Champlain. Yeah, uh, it was gorgeous. Oh, it's so beautiful. It was
0: gorgeous. And then and it was so empty because it was, like, I got on at 8 a.m. And it got me off at, like, 7 Mm p.m. And, um... And so I I, then I went and got dinner, but like I just like there's Wi-Fi. I just worked the whole day on the train. It was great.
2: Yeah, I loved it. The (laughs) best, the most relaxed I think I've ever been in my life is on a a train in like the fall going to Connecticut from here. Yeah, that's oh, it's the best. Just trying to get back there. I
0: know. (laughs) Well, what do you call it? You'd love the Facebook group. It's great. It's all people just talking about trains and then how to like make trains run more efficiently and how they don't like cars (laughs) and um, (laughs) it's really great. And then. Buses and they all call buses like um, like something boys. So if it's like a clean bus, I'll be like clean boy. (laughs) Or if it's like an old bus, like old boy. Oh my god! Or somebody's like a bus that turns into a boat, and they're called water boys. (laughs) This sounds this sounds really fun. It's really great. I really love it. There's like twenty two thousand people in the group.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you uh, do you miss driving at all? I mean we 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 live here in New York City.
0: I know. Um, I always kind of like when I go back and I drive, but like. I mean, I've never owned a car in my life, so I don't really know what it's like to own a car. Um, I imagine that being a hassle. Mm -hmm. Um, There
2: was some uh, study a while ago that was about how uh, a lot, like what keeps people poor, like over generations. And uh, a lot of it is the money they have to pour into their cars to keep the cars right. I believe that. So that part of it, I I certainly don't uh, wish for. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean yeah i don't uh there's definitely times i've like wanted cars that, like it'd be like oh it'd be so great to like get out of the city this weekend yeah. or something like that but i don't know yeah like you get on a train yeah, yeah <laughs> you guys you know how i feel train. about trains i also um,
2: feel like there was a, the what we're kind of up against is that like baby boomer uh uh like the the tying of identity to having a car or like tying yes. to like free and i think that's i think that's completely gone now i mean like yeah. we are uh like I, I. It's not just like I know people just in New York. I have a lot of friends all around the country who drive, and it's mm-hmm. very utilitarian the way they see their car. Yeah, it's not like uh they're. No one's like proud of the car they own.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah.
2: I don't think that's bad to lose that. No, the tire I think identity this to a possession. Thing about
0: um, you know, there was that sort of like again, like that baby boomer rush, um, of like moving to the suburbs and centering your communities around golf courses and how like um now there's these new things and it's for still kind of like affluent rich people headed to the suburbs but they're centering all their communities around like working farms and Mm. i think there's like 20 of these communities in the country and they're not these people aren't farmers per se but like Everything is, like, surrounded by these farms. And, mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is,
2: that is kind of nice. Yeah. Does any part of you just wish you were a farmer?
0: Oh, 100%. I know I do. Sometimes I wish I could leave New York and never look back. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Lately, I've just been, like, wanting to, like, build... Something out of wood. Yeah, <laughs> you know I know. Because I, I teach this, uh, uh, I, 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 uh, not to give away too much about myself on the radio, but <laughs> I teach these classes at a, at a community center for elementary school kids. Mm-hmm. One of them is what a boy pine... I used
0: to work there, too. Yeah,
2: yeah we won't say what it is. I we'll won't say what it I don't is. want, uh, I want the fans mobbing <laughs> uh, uh, this place at 6 o'clock waiting for me to come out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the classes is a Pinewood Derby. Right. It's oh. a brand new this year. So we put these little, these little like very like light wooden cars together. And there was one day where we had to attach the wheels and the wheels are it's just like a wheel. You put a nail through the wheel mm-hmm. and then you just hammer the nail onto the side of the mm-hmm. car. And um, it was the most satisfying <laughs> feeling just to be like sitting in this classroom with all these kids who just won't shut up. Just, like, hammering away Yeah. at this, at this block of wood. Sure. And it was like, "Boo! I got to be doing this all the time.
0: I know. Now. No, I totally feel that. Um, yeah, man. I, like.
2: Let's all do Habitat for Humanity. I know,
0: right? Right. I, like, have a real love-hate uh, relationship with the city. But it's yeah. where I am. And so. We'll yeah.
2: See, we'll I think you. I, I think it's fair to say that you more than. More than. Many people I know have been uh, uh, vocally critical of New York as you live here. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. Um, yeah, I. you know, it's, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's tough because it's like what I want to do is here. Yes. And I do not have the luxury or the funds to like live somewhere else and like <laughs> yeah. come here to do this. But um, it's definitely something I think about as I get older of like where I'm going to end up and yeah. like. If I'm here in 10 years, get me out yeah. of here. <laughs> like, oh,
1: no. Well,
2: uh, uh, we were talking yesterday because uh, um, we... Uh, Max, I'm going to bring you on. I'm going to bring you on. For this <gasps> so gonna, this uh, special, special guest the elephant in the, in the room. Yeah. There's someone else here. <laughs> There's someone else here. Uh, Max Winner, Say hi, Max.
3: Surprise. Hey, there
2: he is. Max and I uh, uh, wrote a comic book together. It came out in April, um, which is available on
0: www.maxwinterscomics.com.
2: Yes, the the short story anthology that we wrote and Matt Max drew the whole thing. Now we've got the plug out of the way. We were (laughs) talking about this yesterday because all three of us at different points (laughs) were at Comic Arts Brooklyn yesterday, which Uh is this big annual festival of uh, uh, like I guess like indie comics and artists and Uh illustrators and that kind of thing. Uh, And one of the talks was this guy Chris Ware, who's done all these New Yorker covers and uh, like written all this stuff. Just had this like the dream career, right? Yeah, yeah, very much so. And he's from he's from Nebraska, and like got got his like whole start in the Midwest. And I'm just like, God, just to be a big fish in a small pond. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that just feels so nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did move to Chicago, Colby. So yes. Yes. A medium sized pond, I guess. To, right. to the new Yorker's eventually. Room. Right, but not like right away. Right. Sure. Or, uh, um, but yeah, just the idea of like having. Having this this period that we're in of, like, the first several years that you're working in your yeah. field, uh, having it completely away from prying eyes and just being allowed to, like, fail in obscurity. Uh, yeah. But uh, something
0: I always think about is, like, I think sometimes we have, you think you have all these eyes on you, and it's, like, everyone's so, like, wrapped up in their own.
2: It's true. Yeah.
0: Stuff. And yeah. I think about that, like, I think about. Because it's like, obviously, everyone we know has done bad work at some point. Mm-hmm. And-
2: yeah, I mean, I'm here every week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like, you don't remember it. Like, I've not been yeah, like, can true. you, th- ugh, like, Remember that sketch that person put out two years ago that was bad? Like, I've never heard anyone say that.
2: (laughs) That's true. That would be kind of a weird thing to just be like latched onto someone's worst thing and just be like, they're always going to be fighting against that.
0: I know. That two-minute
2: video they made in uh, 2013. I know.
0: Exactly. So it's like all that stuff sinks to the bottom and the good stuff, you know, the cream rises.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice thought. Yeah, nice I think about thought.
0: that a lot every time I have, like, self-doubt, which is, you know, so rare. I almost never, <laughs> <laughs> almost never have self-doubt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what well, we were trying to remember, because we went to this Chris Ware talk yesterday. We were trying to remember what, because he was saying he was, like, trying painting, whatever. He was, like, an mm-hmm. art student. And he I'm trying to remember the exact phrasing he used, but it was, like, it was a constant adjudication of my own inadequacy or like that's something pretty like close, that yeah. where it was like for every every whoa, every like brush stroke was like you're terrible <laughs> you're, yeah. this isn't for you uh i i i identified with that pretty hard
0: that's funny <laughs> but yeah it was a cool festival yesterday it was huge. Yeah, it was nice yeah i did uh make a joke <laughs> maybe this is mean I was like, it kind of feels like Tinder in real life here. <laughs> just like all these dudes you don't see ever, but you always see them on Tinder. <laughs> and then they were all there, and I was like, nope.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we saw a guy uh, in one of the talks that we went to who was wearing uh, like a thick leather jacket and just like moppy, like Sprouse twin hair. Uh-huh. And he had as a necklace, a like a chain like not like a gold like a thin gold chain like an like an actual a, real yeah. chain wow. like a for a holding chain. something together like big links together with like a little lock uh-huh. in the middle of it and this guy raised a, a question raised his hand for a question and his question to uh what's her name please Emil Ferris Emil Ferris was can you talk a little bit about the relationship between nostalgia and the gothic <laughs> the gothic <laughs>
1: and Jesus uh everyone Christ.
2: collectively was just like shut up god but then he also had to try to have like a full conversation with her about it from halfway oh, across yeah. like where a thousand someone, seat auditorium where like they'd already passed the mic to the next person and he was just like yes
0: but but i have more to say <laughs> <This is> terrible <laughs> awful i don't terrible. i think every
2: no like live interview should ever have audience questions no i agree Oh.
0: I think you need a strict role and that's to be an audience member yeah. to listen to and there listen. should be prepared questions. And like, <laughs> I ugh, I hate it.
2: I've seen it done a couple times where the audience will like write their questions on a piece of paper and then they'll be collected near the end of the talk and then the moderator will kind of pick. See, that's ones. the way to do it because I think then, that's then you the can weed out medium. things
0: that one aren't questions, yes. which is, you know, an infamous uh, um issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then also like weed out things that aren't coherent right because sometimes you get people who like have a question and it's sort of like phrased like a question and they the get nervous is, like a and question it, yeah. and then it just sort of rambles on and you're like what are they talking about i know
2: i know we uh, have our first caller katie ruth
1: hmm.
2: let's see let's see here caller you're on the air with uh, me and katie ruth
1: and max winters hey K- katie ruth hey colby it's jzt i'm here in austin texas whoa hello
2: how's Jay-Z-T, it going
1: how are you I'm wonderful. How are you two doing? We're doing good.
0: Good. We're having a good uh, Sunday morning. Yeah. How's Austin? Oh,
1: lovely. It's great. I'm hanging out with my dad. He's in good spirits. Good. Um, <laughs> I've only had one change of clothes because I left my suitcase in a restaurant in Houston. Oh, sucks.
2: no. I'm sorry but, to hear uh, that. But,
1: you know, it's a, good, it's a good shirt. It's a good sweater. It's a good sweater. <laughs> oh, good. So good. it could you be worse. Got, you've
2: got your A game yeah. on if you're only gonna have one outfit oh, yeah, yeah. for this trip. What do you what are oh, you doing? Yeah. You're doing uh are you just visiting family? Yeah, just visiting
1: uh I was supposed to go to a music festival but it got cancelled, but I already had the plane tickets. Nah. So mm. What kind of music festival? Know, it's a, it was a it was um kind of just like an indie rock Iggy Pop is gonna be there. The Yeah Yeah Yeahs were gonna be yeah. there. This got canceled. Grizzly Bear.
0: Why would it get canceled?
1: Just some Colby Smith jams. <laughs> That's the reason it got canceled. What's what's going on oh, yeah. in the
2: background there? Are the little nieces and nephews?
1: Oh, I'm just a, a crazy crazy brunch spot. You know, a lot of families <laughs> coming out for church. Well, thanks for introducing. The, uh, I recommend it.
2: Thanks for introducing the whole uh, restaurant to my radio show. I assume yeah. that's what you were doing. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, having it on a full blast They're, at the table.
0: Totally. How long are you in Austin for? They're
1: hooked. They're all moving. <laughs> What's up? I leave tomorrow morning. Cool. Nice. <laughs> so, did you go to the yeah, Cold you know, Town Theater? To I did. I did a show there. It was. A oh, lot you of did. Fun oh, okay. Friday. Cool. Nice. <laughs> I was in Austin and
0: like then... two weeks
1: ago. Oh, what for? A wedding. Ah, but lame. it was
0: great.
1: <laughs> How was the wedding?
0: It was beautiful. It was one of my oldest friends. He actually, oh, cool. literally, might be my oldest friend. He was in, He came to visit me in the hospital when I was born. Wow! I know. Ooh. Yeah. ooh, yeah, <laughs> intriguing. <laughs> um, and That's it was a day him. one friend. Yeah, <laughs> what a friend. And um, our families are really good friends. And he brought me a Barbie doll. <laughs> oh. And it was a lovely wedding. Nice. It was so nice. Oh, yeah. nice. Austin's great. Big fan. JZT, how do it's, you feel yeah. about
2: uh audience questions at author interviews?
1: Um, I have a painful past with them. Oh, no. I say I well, so I went to film school and there would be times where like a Charlie Kaufman would come in and the students would get to ask him questions. Oh. And they were just Here we go. just awful like someone raise a hand and like what was your relationship like with the wardrobe department? And you're like, <laughs> what? It's like, well, I'm interested in being a wardrobe person. It's like, oh, okay. Um, it was fine. <laughs> what was your relationship like with the best boy in Key Grip? Yeah. Like, uh, they just did their – these are the questions you want to ask? That's funny. So I, yeah. I, I know. No, oh, wait, and then recently I saw Kyle Mooney do a Q&A, and I had to leave because it was so painfully uncomfortable. Oh, really? Why was it uncomfortable? Because people, like, a lot of his weird fans would be like, so your characters are, like, really fucking awkward and autistic, right? Are you uh-huh. autistic? He's like, no, that's not what I thought or imagined at all. Uh, oh, wow. just very weird. I was like, oh, this is awkward as <laughs> hell.
0: Yeah. It's really weird when, like, um, fandoms are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and the person is, like. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's been an issue lately. Oh,
2: totally. I with, mean, you've like, got uh, Rick and Morty drawn behind you on the... Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of the ultimate horrible fan base. Yeah.
0: Terrible. And, like, I, well, there's something else that one I was thinking about. But also then it's weird when those people want to denounce their fans. I watched uh, SNL last night, and... I was thinking a lot about Taylor Swift and how she, like, you know, won't denounce white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And then, like, a lot of white supremacists are her fans now because of that. And, like... Really? Yeah. They, like, oh, no. she's imagine, a perfect Aryan princess. Imagine
2: like, Richard Spencer singing Love Story uh, at karaoke. God. <laughs> well, then you've got the Amtrak fandom um, as well.
0: <laughs> true, true. <laughs> We're miserable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, um... JZT, I'm going to say goodbye to you now because there's a lot of background noise on your phone. But thank you for calling.
1: No problem. Thanks for putting up with all the noise. Yeah, have have fun in Austin.
2: It's my pleasure. Yeah, enjoy Austin.
0: Keep it weird. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. The worst by far audience question I've ever seen at something like that is um, I saw uh, Fran Leibowitz talk once at uh, BAM right here in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Brooklyn Academy of Music. She talks, she's being interviewed uh, by Martin Scorsese, of all people. Amazing. They have, like, they have, like, an hour-long chat. And they're like, okay, we're going to open it up to questions now. The first question is this woman who says, Uh-oh. I was recently struck by a taxi <laughs> while crossing the street, uh, which broke my leg, and she was, like, in a cast. you know, oh. And uh, uh, she was like, you're from New York. She was like, she spoke with a little bit of an accent. She was like, "You're from New York. If I sue the city, how long will that take?"
0: <laughs> that's so funny. That <laughs>
2: Fran Lebowitz's response was, "I get this question all the time."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I yeah. mean, all those questions are so self-serving, and that's oh, just yeah. like so blatantly so. Know. Like know. you don't, you don't care. At all what she has to say. Yeah. You just yeah. want to let everyone know you might sue the city. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's so nuts.
2: We have one more caller. Oh, I think I know who this is. Caller, you're on the air with me, Katie Ruth and Max Winters. Hey, Colby. Oh, it's Tim Keck.
3: Oh, hello, Tim. Hey. Loyal caller. Hey, Katie Ruth. hey, Max, how's it going? Never
2: misses a week except when I need him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: only when you do a solo show <laughs> then I cannot be depended on. <laughs> How's it
0: going, Tim?
3: Oh, it's going great. You guys were talking about technology earlier, and yeah. i got to get in a quick plug for the Young Persons Radio app <laughs> on my phone. I just walked to the grocery store, dropped off my laundry the whole time, listening to this beautiful, beautiful radio show. Uh, having the time of my life, strolling around the neighborhood. It's now portable, in-your-pocket, Young Persons Radio.
0: Amazing! Well, there
2: is, there is a Radio Free Brooklyn app. Is that what you mean? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, but the only thing I listen to it on is, uh, Young Persons Radio and Points of Order.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, which is yeah. my favorite
3: show. There are friends. Uh, on Radio Free Brooklyn. There
2: are friends. Oh, wait, it's your favorite show? Okay, alright. Whenever you say.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite show. Are they coming back, Colby? Yeah, when I think I so think on? they'll
2: be here today. Um, but again, the new season starts up next week. They they're on the schedule for next week. So, who knows? Who knows? Oh, I'm, I, I'm starting oh, to wonder if so this excited. is you know this is all just a ploy to to garner listeners. Like yeah. this could be the last one ever.
0: Oh, I I like that. I feel yeah. like the Oprah Show
3: did that, mm-hmm. or
0: someone. Maybe not Oprah. <laughs> Oprah would never lie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, um, yeah, Oprah was always like, "This is my last show on this network." Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: true. We're
3: moving now. again.
0: Very yeah. true. <laughs> What kind of errands yeah. are you doing this morning, Tim?
3: Oprah's. What's a what? What
0: kind of errands are you doing this morning?
3: Oh, I dropped off my laundry and then I went uh, to buy breakfast cereal from the bodega near me. Nice. nice. What'd you get? Not a lot. No, no, but Ooh, what cereal I got, did you get? Uh, life, because I was feeling adventurous. Nice. <laughs> and uh, some Ego waffles, because I ate all my roommates, and I'll probably eat these too. Nice.
0: Why awesome. is life cereal
3: what I
2: adventurous? Ego.
3: An ego waffle. It's like they're so good. They're so bad, but they're so great. When was the last time I, had an, I haven't had an ego waffle in like ten years? I had one oh, like last week. I feel like I've had like a. Best.
2: I feel like I've had an ego waffle within the past calendar year. So,
0: y'all want to hear a little story about ego waffles? <laughs> that uh, uh, yeah,
2: uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so,
0: um, that guy whose wedding I was at the other week, um, his childhood home had this weird like ledge where they made this big like castle out of a kit you Mm -hmm. know that they put up there um and it's very cool and it's about like honestly about like 12 feet up in the air so it's kind of this cool piece that was like up at the top of their living room Mm -hmm. and um years ago he's what 28 now So when he was a kid, him and his brother were having a fight with Eggo waffles Mm -hmm. and, like, throwing them at one another, and one got stuck up on this, like, 12-foot ledge, and it kind of hangs on one of the turrets of this castle and to this day has not molded. (laughs) So that's what you're eating, everybody. Oh, well, uh,
2: you know. (laughs) Wow, that's disgusting. Yeah. That's truly horrifying. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just letting everyone know. That's what you're putting it's in like your body. like one bodies. of those
3: Facebook videos where they're like, Here, here's all the utilitarian, uh, I misuse that word, but here's all the other things you can use Coca-Cola for, and it's just like cleaning pipes <laughs> and like Oh yeah, de your bathroom. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's terrible. But it's like, Very oh fine. yeah,
3: still... <laughs> Every once in a while, I'm just craving a Coke, though, you know? Yeah. That's true.
0: It's hey, true. I, I've got to have my Coca-Cola. That's <laughs> <laughs> this was sponsored. <laughs> I, have,
3: I have another question for Katie. I have a question for Katie Ruth.
2: All yes. Right, let's hear it.
3: You might have said this. I might have missed this. It's okay. Because my uh, phone is kind of connected to my Bluetooth, and it keeps, like, connecting randomly while I'm, like, walking around. Okay. Okay. Uh, Great, thanks for... So what phone are you getting? I don't know anything about technology, but I'm, like, looking at all these new phones and I'm, like, fascinated by what phones people are getting. I'm
0: not getting anything exciting. I'm getting a new iPhone. And it's just because we got a deal. We got a deal that gives me a free upgrade. Mm -hmm. Nice. So... Nice. Yeah.
3: Oh. Okay. Um, Yeah.
0: So what do you call it? I like, like all
3: these other phones are as good now.
0: I know, I think so. But here's the thing, like... So is it, I'll give you guys – I know, and I know you guys are dying to hear about this at home. Um, <laughs> uh, I am. I'm so, <laughs> so curious.
3: This is the only part of technology I pay attention to. So
0: what do you call it? I was – I've obviously been paying for my own phone plan, but then recently my dad was like, wait, if we put you back on the family plan, you can just pay us directly and it won't be as expensive. It's like $60 cheaper a month. And I'm like, of course, God bless. Uh, yeah. I would love that. That's great. So I went back on the plan. That's what I do. Um, to save myself some money. Um, and then we had this great three-way phone call with um, this really wonderful woman at Verizon. And, um, but what do you call it? My dad really wanted to get a Google phone. This is not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then she and he was like, I've heard really good things, and she was like, "Yeah, but one thing to keep in mind: you're gonna have to get all new accessories for everything, mm, yeah. and things aren't gonna like sync up the way you want them to because we're we're an Apple household, <laughs> and um, damn, yeah, and so and that's how I kind of feel too. It's like I have things that are all like on the cloud, right? <laughs> like
2: yeah. it's gonna be an extra chore then.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's more than it's more than just the phone. Tim is what I have to say.
3: Um, <laughs> I know. It's, it's such like a scam. They're like rigging you. They they build your whole life around Apple, and all of a sudden your alarm clock does this, your phone exactly. does this, your yeah. TV and does you can't this, repair this, any of it. Which, right to repair. Hey, <laughs> now they're making crappier phones, and they are fucking us at Apple. Yeah, they really they're are. sending us over and having their way with us. I Those know. Punks.
0: I know. It's really true. So, anyways, I'm just getting a. I have an iPhone five right now, and I'm getting a bigger, newer phone. Nice. Which will be you're you in know. a seven. I think I am getting the sound. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You can get a little dongle that uh, you can still use headphones. You can still use non-wireless I headphones.
0: I know. I think that's, uh, it's, yeah. That's
2: the dumbest thing
3: ever, too, isn't it? I know. The not being able to use the, the wired headphones. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That's a, a big the dongle. You need like an attachment to yeah. not use the wire. Also, how much space is this wire plug-in taking up?
2: Yeah, that's what I don't get. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. If you, yeah. have any, if you have any uh, uh, tech concerns, call into the Tech Guy here yeah. <laughs> on Radio Free Brooklyn, 904 351 We should do a Tech Guy show. Yeah. Do you remember that? Le- you should
0: get my friend Jason on. Who's that? He's the guy who did the Vice, you know, right to repair stuff. He oh, knows all cool. about tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i saying. I would love that. Yeah.
2: We'll talk about it. I'll He's talk great. about it. He went tech. to
0: Maryland, too. You guys can connect. Oh, go Terps. Go Terps, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tim, anything else before you go? I know you have to go.
3: Uh, okay, I guess I have to go. I'll, uh, that's it. Uh, loving the show so far. Tim out. Bye, buddy.
0: love hearing from Tim. I love Tim so much.
2: Tim calls every week, and I love it.
0: Love it. I love
2: it. Now, I I want to tell a quick, uh, a a real quick story before we go, because we're talking about bad fan bases, Mm -hmm. right?
0: But we also never talked about bluegrass music. That's true. But we don't have time.
2: We have, we have a couple minutes. Okay. We'll get through it. We'll get through the story real quick. On Thursday, me and, uh, My friend and former guest of this program, Matt Strickland, Uh go to uh, go to see Springsteen on Broadway, which for those of you who who don't know is, uh, as it sounds, Bruce Springsteen doing a series of concerts in a Broadway theater. It's it's less than a thousand seats. It's like everything feels so close. We're in the fifth row in the balcony. It's incredible. So we get there. And we show the, the, the uh, usher our ticket, and she sits us next to this uh, uh, this like youngish couple, and we're talking to them, and we're just having the time. We're getting on like a house on fire, just having this great time. Then a couple minutes go by, and she comes back. She goes, wait, let me see your tickets. We were like, uh, 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 yeah, here. And she's like, oh, you guys are in row E. You're a couple more rows down. And I was like, oh, oh, great. And, they, and we were like, they were giving us, the couple was giving us guff for having better seats than them, and we uh-huh. were all just laughing and having an amazing time. So then we get down, we go into the row that's, like, the better seats, and it's, like, this way older, like, I'd say, like, 50s uh, couple. And we're, yeah. like, hey, we're like, looks like we're right next to you guys. Like, they're sitting on the yeah. aisle. And then they're, like, sorry, this aisle's closed. What? Like, trying to do a, a fun bit, oh. I guess. And I've, I've had that at a concert before where people are, like, oh, it's, like, sitting on the aisle. But then while they're saying it, they get up and they move. But there were a couple seconds where this couple like just kind of locked eyes with us, <laughs> where they were like, "Is we can play this off as a joke, but like on the off chance we don't have to get up,
0: that would be great." <laughs> we, that would be
2: great. But I was just like, "What do you
0: like? These are the seats. These are so the seats." So did you go back to the fun
2: couple? No, I mean that mm-hmm. someone else had those had those seats. So then yeah. we, they eventually, I say eventually, it was like an extra few seconds later they yeah. got up and moved, but oh. it made me so mad. Yeah. this couple. Ugh. Ugh.
0: When they can't play a bit, it's terrible. It's, it's very it's bad. It's terrible. <laughs> was These, the show good?
2: It was very good. Go I enjoyed it tremendously. Cool. It was like two hours, ten minutes. Um, nice. I probably played about 15 songs and told a lot of stories in Great. between. Um, it was really cool. Nice. It was, it was I like very fun. like Me too.
0: Not a fanatic, but you Sure,
2: know. yeah. I mean, if you're a fanatic, then you end up like this old couple who doesn't want to get out
0: of their yeah, seat. Yeah,
2: true. I'm putting all of that on him, by the way. Yeah. saying <laughs> like that that is his fault. And if he was any good, he would attract better people to his shows. That's a complete joke. Uh, let's, yeah, we've got like three, four minutes left before we got to start wrapping things up. Uh, oh, but we've got a caller. Ooh. Maybe this caller wants to talk about bluegrass music. <laughs> caller, welcome to the program. You're on with me, Katie Ruth, and Max Winters. Wow.
0: Uh,
1: oh, man.
2: What a. Are you on mute? Did you mute yourself? Nine one nine two. Oh, I should not give that. Yeah. <laughs> I Should not. Call her. Last chance. Yeah, you hung up. Yeah, you wuss.
0: Dang. All
2: right. Dang. Well, you missed your chance. We're talking about bluegrass now. Now, nope, yeah, sorry, minutes. everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry, everyone. Take it away. Um. Well, you you had asked me about it. Yeah. So I'm a big. Bluegrass fan. Yeah,
2: and I know a lot. Of, so the, the the reason I want to talk about it because I uh, I know a lot of people who say that they're fans of like like old country music or like old bluegrass music, like, and they just like talk about the Jerry Garcia band or something like that. Oh, but you like you no. keep up with it, like you're on. You have new uh, bands. Yeah, there's a in lot that, of new uh, that you. Who should Who book. should I listen to?
0: Oh man, well, let's see. One band that's amazing. I feel like they're pretty popular. You have probably heard of them. And actually. You know Josh Sharp in the mm-hmm. uh, comedy world? Yeah. It's his younger brother's band. Oh, called, really? It's called Mipso, M-I-P-S-O. Mm. Mipso. They're a band out of UNC, Chapel Hill. They're great. They actually played in Brooklyn Friday night. Yeah. Oh. Um, they're incredible. Um, they're really wonderful. One of my favorite bands that's a bit kind of more folk, bluegrassy. Um. They're not super new. They've been around for a while, but they're called the Hackensaw Boys.
2: Hackensaw Boys. They're
0: wonderful. Um, I feel
2: like you've played them for me before. Yes, I've
0: gone to we a lot of their concerts. Driving. Oh, uh, it's tough when adulthood. you go to a lot of concerts, and um, I went to one that was bad. Yeah. And you know that's bound to happen yeah. when you go to so many, and that was tough.
2: Isn't that a bummer when that happens? I know. Though? It's and like I you know that, like that,
0: and no. I was like, ugh. Yeah. Anyways.
2: Or it's like you know in your mind like oh like this band is doing you know thirty cities across America I know. they're not all going to be no. great A shows and it was
0: a bad venue it was just like a, yeah. it was just a bad mix and I felt very bad about that yeah but it happens yeah and um what do you call it but yeah I'm a big bluegrass fan I go to a lot of festivals yeah you go to a,
2: a Dell fest
0: Del fest yes in Cumberland Maryland yes. Yes. And uh which is Colby's uh old uh shopping <laughs> yeah, ground yeah,
2: where I cut my teeth.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um that's Del McCory's festival mm-hmm. and the Del McCory band and I was actually listening to him on my walk over here. Oh. And um he's wonderful. He's one of the, one of the few like remaining kind of like fathers of bluegrass that are mm-hmm. still kicking, but he doesn't tour anymore, but he still comes to Delfest yeah. cuz yeah. he's old. Yeah. And yeah, I mean has, he played with
2: Earl Scruggs and like like yeah. people like like Bill Monroe early, and all yeah, them exactly.
0: Yeah. He uh, his uh, tagline is uh, the best hair in country music, <laughs> which is true and it's really great. They sell these uh, shirts that are just like his silhouette because he has this great oh, that's cool. like silver helmet of hair oh nice which is really wonderful. Um, but yeah, I'd say my biggest pet peeve is when people uh, I tell people I'm into bluegrass and then they send me a a bluegrass cover of like. <laughs> a pop song and yeah. i think that's like um, lame. like lame and <laughs> blasphemous like i just was like this is it's like um yeah i don't know i think it's the worst thing you can do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i just really hate it i really really hate sure. it sure it's like someone being like i like rap music and someone being like well have you heard this girl on a ukulele saying yeah. <laughs> rapper's delight it's Ew, like God. ugh, yuck terrible uh, absolutely
2: terrible well thank you for the recommendations we gotta wind the show down now yeah, uh, it went by in a flash um, but uh, let's get some last plugs in max max dot com yep anything else you want to say no
0: just thanks for letting me tag along
2: yeah of, of, of course katie ruth at katie rabbit on twitter
0: mm-hmm. and uh, you can check out my website at katie k-a-d-y r-u-t-h dot com you can see my videos and also, you can buy my zine that's uh, MTA Love Poems, all about my love for the MTA. <gasps> yes, I
2: meant to ask you about this and yeah, forgot. Do you have okay. a 30-second pitch?
0: Yeah. Uh, basically, it's a zine I made with my roommate and dear friend, Layla Kenny. Uh, she illustrated with a bunch of watercolors all these scenes from the Metro Transit Authority, and it's a bunch of my poems, and it's really fun. Nice. Yeah, and you can buy it for 5 bucks uh, through my website.
2: Great. Yeah. And as always, uh, tune back into this show uh, next week. We'll be here uh, with a, a, a surprise guest. And it's a surprise because I have not booked a guest yet.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, but thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been Young Persons Radio uh, uh, once again uh, with me, your host, Colby Smith. Stick around for points of order. We're gonna. I feel like we have to go out to a Lucinda Williams song. Yes. Which one should we do?
0: Let's do uh, Happy Woman Blues. Happy
2: Woman Rolling blues. along the highway. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. okay. Do that. Rolling along. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. Rolling along. Whoop. There we go. There we go. All right. Everybody, thanks for listening.
0: Bye, guys. Thanks, Bye,
2: Colby. everybody. Thank you for coming. Here's Lucinda Williams. Can we take a
3: long. along? you want to? Sorry. No, I don't want it.
1: Okay. But <laughs> when I'm rolling along the highway,
0: living the life I'm used to, <laughs> I thought about you all the way from Little Rock to Houston, and now I can't seem to get you off my mind, but you're tied to somebody else. I think about you all
2: the time, and I just, just can't help myself. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know right from wrong, I find it easy.